a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is the extended edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, the opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Friday. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we've been broadcasting all day today from uh, Representative Chris Stewart's uh, fifth annual security conference here in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, had a host of uh, significant uh, folks from the security industry uh, and from the government. Uh, Susan Gordon, Principal Deputy Director of National Intelligence, was here uh, along with a host of other experts for a really fascinating uh, conversation and, and a lot of insight in terms of the world of security and intelligence, what it means, uh, what we need to do moving forward. Uh, and it's a space that will continue to demand a lot of attention moving forward. And, uh, of course, Representative Stewart's playing a big part of that. Uh, want to shift gears just a little bit here. We've, uh, we've been very heavy on the politics today, uh, even more, even more than I'm comfortable with today. Uh, so I, I want to take our last two segments and, and just pivot just a little bit. Uh, one overlaps into politics, uh, and that's this area of leadership. Uh, we, we talked about it just a little bit earlier, uh, but I want to do a little deeper dive in terms of what I think that means in the country today. Uh, what it means, not just in our politics, but more importantly, what kind of leaders do we have in our homes? What kind of leaders do we have in our communities? Because that's where it really matters. Uh, the, we can't look to Washington to solve all the problems. We can't look to government to solve all the problems. Uh, we, we can't look to business to solve all the problems. And so it requires leadership, starting with self-leadership. Uh, and then leadership in home and neighborhood and community. And so I wanted to go through a few things that I, I think are really interesting and really important in terms of leadership. I spent a good chunk of my career, uh, over 20 years, uh, teaching leadership principles to businesses and organizations around the world. And, and it's always interesting to me. People say, well, what, you know, how is leadership different in America versus leadership in uh, somewhere like Japan or Germany uh, or somewhere in South America? And while there are differences in terms of style, the, the principles uh, apply universally when it comes to leadership. And so there's a few things that I, I think we have to look to and look for as we assess leaders, uh, those that we choose and those that we become. Uh, one of the things that I have found uh, with great leaders is they, they make a set of calls. They, they call people to courage. They call people to character. They call people to a, a cause that's bigger than themselves. They call people to certainty. Uh, and I want to start with, with certainty because I think it's one of the big challenges we have in the country today is that we have a lot of uh, uncertain trumpets. Uh, if you think historically, uh, the certain trumpet uh, goes back thousands of years. And, and in the ancient battles, uh, one of your biggest challenges was noise. When you think about the kind of the, the clatter and clamor of, of, of war or battle going on, 
if the if the leader if the commander of the army could not properly communicate that the that the soldiers needed to advance or retreat that they needed to go to the right flank or to the left that often was the difference between victory and defeat and so that's where this idea of the certain trumpet this certain sound of leadership and leaders do that uh, so that people can hear it. So even in the midst of chaos, in confusion, that there is this certain sound, that if you hear that certain sound, you know exactly what to do. And I, I think in our politics, I think in our communities right now, we have a lot of noise uh, between what's going on on the, the Internet and social media and national media, all the different places we can hear voices that create a lot of noise and a lot of uncertainty. And when you have people who are uncertain, they rarely act with confidence. They rarely act with conviction. They rarely act boldly and decisively and bravely uh, because they're uncertain. And the, the more you hesitate, the more you vacillate back and forth, the less likely you are to get to victory. And I've, I've seen this in organizations around the world when the employees are uncertain because they aren't sure what leadership wants or what leadership expects or where leadership is trying to lead. There's uncertainty, and that's when mistakes are made. That's when communication breaks down. That's when culture gets destroyed by gossip and innuendo because that's just part of the noise and the chatter. And so there has to be that certainty, that call to certainty, I think, is so important for leaders, again, at any level, whether that's in your home, your neighborhood and community, in your business, in your politics, uh, there has to be that call to certainty. Second, you've got to have this call to courage. Uh, Churchill called his people to courage. Uh, you remember his great quote, we shall fight on the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we shall fight in the fields and in the streets, we shall never surrender. And... It was a call to courage. It was a call to stand up and do something hard and difficult and scary. Uh, and I believe, I'm convinced that the American people want and need that kind of courage. And guess what? It's going to take that kind of courage in order for us to really confront the big issues of our day. And the big issues of our day are not just national security. The big issues of our day are hate and fear and anger, even our past. And it takes courage to confront evil wherever we see it, wherever we find it, uh, and we have to call it out. Uh, I love what George W. Bush uh, said when he called the American people to courage. He said this, recognizing and confronting our history is important. Transcending our history is essential. We are not limited by what we have done or what we have left undone. We are limited only by what we are willing to to do. And I think that's a, a lesson, again, for leaders up and down and all around. Uh, having that kind of call to courage, that the only thing we are limited by is by what we are willing to do. What are we willing to face? We can point fingers, we can place blame, we can shrug shoulders, uh, but it's what we are willing to do uh, that's the real call. Uh, we also have to call people to character. Uh, Abraham Lincoln called us to the uh, better angels of our nature. John F. Kennedy uh, told us and challenged us to ask what we can do for the country. And and that's the test. The call to character is, is a call to personal responsibility. We saw that yesterday uh, coming out of the leaders of the National Cathedral calling on all Americans to step up 
to be bold, to be brave, to be courageous, to face incivility in every form, and to take on hatred uh, and all the things that are really the test, I think, of our time. Uh, And then finally, we've got to be called to a a noble cause. Uh, The Declaration of Independence was a call to a cause, (laughs) and you think about it, it was a cause that was worthy for them to pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Uh, That is a noble cause. Uh, Thomas Paine said it this way. He said, it is not a field of a few acres of ground, but a cause that we are defending. And whether we defeat the enemy in one battle or by degrees, the consequences will be the same. Uh, The cause of liberty, the cause of equality, the cause of opportunity are all worthy of our individual and our collective pursuit. And it's interesting because that's really what uh, this security conference ended up being about in the end, uh, is really what are we willing to do to defeat the enemy of freedom and liberty and upward mobility and opportunity for everyone everywhere around the world. Uh, So those are the calls. To me, that's the call of leadership. And there's some great leadership uh, lessons and examples all around us uh, in terms of style and demeanor. Uh, I've been privileged to watch great leaders Uh, do extraordinary things. Uh, We talked recently about President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and his style of leadership, of linking arms, side-by-side leadership, uh, calling people to a cause and then linking arms. We watched that as uh, he worked in Detroit uh, with leaders of the uh, NAACP in how do we just lift people? How do we improve the lives of, of individuals around the world? All right, we're going to step aside for our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that we need to remember. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.